Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Greetings to you all in the wonderful, matchless, sweet and highly exalted name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. I also bring greetings on behalf of the leaders and the elders of this congregation. And we always pray and wish you all to have good health and the strength with God's protection in these days. As we all know, for our Bible reading schedule, today we are supposed to read Psalm 66 and 67. Let me re read few verses from, we meditate on 66 today. I will read first seven verses, then I will skip and go for the rest of the thing. Psalm 66. Verse 1, make a joyful shout to God all the earth, sing out the honor of his name, make his praise glorious, say to God, how handsome are your works, though the greatness, through the greatness of your power, your enemies shall submit themselves to you. All the earth shall worship you and sing praises to you. They shall sing praises to your name. Come and see the works of God. He is handsome in his doing towards the sons of men. He turned the sea into dry land. They went through the river on the on foot. There we will rejoice in him. Verse 7. He rules by his power forever. His eyes observe the nations. Do not let the rebellious exalt themselves. I'll move on to 13 to 15. I will go into your house with burnt offerings. I will pay you my woes, which my lips have uttered. And also verse 15, I will offer you burnt sacrifices of fat animals. I will offer bulls with goats. And verse 16 to 20, come and hear all you who fear God, and I will declare what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth, and he was exalted and extolled with my tongue. If I regret iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. But certainly God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God who has not turned away my prayer, not his mercy from me. Overall, in this, in this Psalm 66, 
when we meditate on that, we can divide into four parts. One to four, there is a calling, a call to come and rejoice. As we know, today is the worship day. How we should come? What we should do? Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all you lands. Sing for the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say unto God, how terrible are thou art thy works, or ansom his works. And it goes on, all the years shall worship him and sing unto him. We are a part of it. Secondly, from 5 to 12, it is a call to come and see the work of God, what God has done. I am not going for in details. He was explaining it. And 13 to 15, it is a call to come and pay our vows. That's what I skipped the scripture there. Just mainly three things. When we come to church to worship, what do you see? Go to his house with burnt offerings. Secondly, pay the vows you have spoken when you were in trouble. Thirdly, offer burnt offerings. So, altogether, we come to praise God first. Secondly, we come to offer ourselves to the Lord. Thirdly, finally, what he says, the psalm is, a call to come and hear what God has done for his souls. See what is said in verse 16. Come and hear all you who fear God. And I will declare what he has done for my soul. It's a testimony. What it is saying and I declare. Verse 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. 19 immediately says, but certainly God has heard me. That means God has forgiven him. God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. There itself he confessed and declared. Finally, it is what he says in 20. Blessed be God, who has not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. That should be our attitude, our expectation. When we come to worship God, we will come with the expectant heart in our life. And prepare ourselves. The blessing is based on how much we prepare ourselves. So, dear children of God, this is how we understand from this. So, for today's uh, promise for this week, I have chosen verse 7 of Psalm 66. Verse 7. I think it is very much applicable to this present world situation. And I will read it from uh, NLT also. Psalm 66 verse 7. For by his great power, he rules forever. He watches every moment of the nations. Let no rebel 
rise in defense disobedience nkgb says he rules by his power forever his eyes observe the nations do not let the rebellious exalt themselves what do we understand from here first thing he ruled by his power forever christ is the ruler in israel king over his holy hill of zion who must reign till all the enemies are put under his feet he rules in the kingdom of nature and providence by his power and does whatever he pleases he rules in the kingdom of grace in the hearts of his people his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom that is the meaning of the first word, sentence secondly his eyes behold the nations his eyes behold the nation what that the anti christian states he sees all the idolatry and the wickedness committed in them and his eyes will be as flames of fire to destroy them when the time is come finally in this in this word verse let not the rebellious exalt themselves what does it mean that are rebels against christ would not have him to reign over them antichrist who exalts himself above all that is called god and all his followers all they shall not exalt themselves so you know what is happening around the world but let us believe in god's word and he says he rules by his power forever his eyes observe the nations god is aware of everything do not let the rebellious exalt themselves and we are expected to pray for the peace of the nations let's pray gracious heavenly father we praise you and thank you for the wonderful time that you given to us even in the midst of every calamity around the world lord it is a privilege for us to come to you as your children lord to worship you to praise you to exalt you for what you are doing in our lives so father as for the psalmist says lord he says how handsome are your works through the greatness of your power and your enemies shall submit themselves to you and all the earth shall worship you and sing praises to you we are the part of the world of father lord we pray you are watching over us you are in the midst of your children everything is known to you father take control over everything all the rulers and the authorities are by you and they will be con- uh, controlled by you alone father we pray for your mercy 
forgive our sins. As the Swami says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will, the Lord will not hear. But certainly he says, God heard me. Yes, dear Father, hear our cry. Forgive our sins and our iniquities. Be mercy upon us. Be mercy upon your people. Let peace be our portion in the last days. Let your gospel be shared among the nations. There are many, those who are not still aware of your name. Let your kingdom be established. Lord, we commit the rest of the hours into thy hand. Continue to take charge over us as we are going to have, Lord, the praise and worship. Lord, accept our praises. Lord, we leave rest of the things in your hand. In Jesus' precious name, we offer this prayer. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, we will have a small worship by Nehemi and his group. Let us worship God. In Psalm 100 verse 4 and 5, we read like this. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. So let us come together with thanksgiving, singing psalms of praise with clapping our hands and rejoicing. For the Lord is a great God, a great King above all gods. Come to his presence with thanksgiving in your heart and give him praise. And give him praise. Come to his presence with thanksgiving in your heart. Your voice is raised. Your voice is raised. Give him glory and honor and power unto Awesome God, 
beautiful Savior, glorious God, Emmanuel, precious Redeemer, an intimate friend for us all.
Romans 8.28, we read like this. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. With this word of assurance, let us worship the Lord together singing, In his time, he makes all things beautiful in his time. In his time, in his time, he makes all things beautiful in his time. Lord, you show me every day as you're teaching me your ways. Thank you, Nehemi. We had a wonderful worship. God bless you. God will use you in the days to come. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Once again, it's my privilege to stand before you to share God's word. I do not know how many of you expect me to stand, but it's my privilege to be here to share God's word today. And... Uh, for today's meditation, actually, when I was reading Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 7, let me read it for you. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. 
again I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It is a very familiar and very frequently quoted portion of the Bible. But when I think of it and compare with this present situation, how come it is possible? Is it possible in reality with everybody? Of course, yes, it is the word of God. We live by God's word. And we are and uh, we are not by our own. Man cannot live by bread alone, but by the every word of God. That we know. And this is the scripture. First of all, it starts with rejoice in the Lord always. And I say, again I will say rejoice. And uh, when we are hearing the situation in every country around the world, day after day, since last almost three months, we are going through many hardships. Every day there are shocking news. And in the midst of it, is it possible with everybody? And it's obviously, I thought that people will be discouraged, depressed in their hearts because the more we expect, the more the disappointment will look so great to us. Whatever the word we know, we believe, we pray, but always everything leads to discouragement. So today I thought of meditating on with very simple, basic, simple principles. How to handle discouragement. How to handle discouragement. So discouragement and disappointments are normal emotions. We all experience, even as a Christian or as a believer. But it is important to know how to handle those shocking emotions when we face it personally. It is easy to preach, you may think. Yes, it is. But when it comes to personally, and it is not as easy as we preach or we speak to or encourage others. And it is not new, even from the Bible. We know many examples. Job felt discouraged when his wife and friends, they did not get it. In the midst of his suffering and questioning God, 
they tried to be helpful but they ended up heaping more shame and blame on Job for his afflictions. Elijah, he became discouraged with life's circumstances despite or even with the, uh, the persistent and the fervent prayers things don't turn out the way we would hope for or would. And Jeremiah felt angry and discouraged with God when he believed God was against him and because of that perspective he temporarily lost to hope in God. That we read in Lamentation 3. Why not even the disciples also felt discouraged after Jesus was crucified before he rose from the dead. They had a great hope when Jesus was on the earth. Once he was crucified, everyone's heart became cold and they discouraged. So, in that case, it is nothing new or nothing wrong be discouraged. But at the same thing, the important thing is how we handle discouragements in our life. As a definition, if we are looking for a basic definition, it is found in the word itself. Discouraged. This plus courage, discourage. Indicating the opposite of the absence of courage. The one who feels this way is less confident and less hopeful. But we could say a person who is discouraged is some of the following as I put here. Disordered by obstacles, failure or criticism. Distressed and fearful, lacking courage and confidence. Disappointed, losing hope for the future. Doubtful about the value of certain actions. If you find yourself anywhere in above mention, for you the message is be encouraged. There are some practical things you can do to cope up with and even conquer or discouragement. But before we look at them, we need to think about some of the common causes of this condition. Mainly, time is a key element or a factor. If we expect something not received or get delayed, there may be disappointment. This is very common. We know about our Lord Jesus Christ. He never ever discouraged. As the God-man, fully God and fully man, he is unique. As the Son of God, he knows the hearts of all men and what to expect of them. John 2, 24-25 we read, But Jesus did not commit himself to them because... He knew all men and had no need that anyone should testify of man. For he knew what was in man. Further, 
as a deity, his sovereign purpose will be accomplished in the ends. That is, we read in Acts chapter 15 verse 18. What did it say? Known to God from eternity are all his works. So dear children, discouragement is a word that does not fit our Lord Jesus Christ on any cause. Nevertheless, he experienced a sorrow on earth. Isaiah 53 says, very much akin to discouragement, when he came to his own and his own did not receive him. John 1.11 He grieved over the unbelief of the Jews, saying, How often I wanted to gather your children together, as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. That's what is issue or the problem and the crime. Not only that, but those who whom he wanted to show mercy and compassion nailed him to the cross. So what do we know from this? The Bible says, Hebrew 12, 3, consider him who endured such a hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. You became weary and discouraged in your souls. Hebrew 12.3 Realizing how much Jesus went through out of love for us, helps to keep our own troubles in perspective. And we know that as our great high priest in heaven, Christ is able to sympathize with us in our weaknesses because on earth he was in all points tempted as we are. That's what we know we read from Hebrew 4, 14 to 15. If you think it is you are the only person going through this situation or discouragement, this suffering, this afflictions, whatever you name it, it is not you. Because the Bible is very, very clear. He, our Lord Jesus Christ, he has gone through out of love. And all the Tempting all the sufferings, whatever we could, and he has gone through it on our behalf. And therefore, what he says, verse 16, therefore, we can come to him for help in times of discouragement, just as at other times. So whenever we are going through any of the sufferings or discouragement you believe, you can come to him. So there are causes of discouragement. What are the some of the experience and the conditions in our life 
that leads to discouragement. Some of them we will see. Here are some of the problems if you say, or they are the common one. Past failures. Number one is past failures. Perhaps repeated failures. You may think that whatever I do, I could not be able to. In particular, any activities. When you think that it is a failure, you will be disappointed or discouraged. Secondly, fear of criticism or of failure. Fear of criticism. Thirdly, unrealistic or impractical expectations of ourselves. Sometimes we think beyond our limitations. We expect. So it may not be a really it is possible. So when we expect those, when we have that kind of expectations and uh, we will be, you don't get it, we are discouraged. Fourthly, former support suddenly taken away. Like health, wealth, friends, positions and other things. Like health, wealth, friends and position. If anybody becomes sick, immediately the question is, I am become sick, why? Wealth, losing of wealth, losing of friends. Even the position at the moment in this country, it has become very common. And everything is covered in this. So, this situation, circumstances, definitely leads us into discouragement. Fifthly, illness or a injury or accidental and added to weakness it brings. That means, sudden losses or accidents will discourage us. Sixthly, the attacks of the devil. 1 Peter 5.8 Satan means the adversary. And the devil means the accuser or slanderer. That means the spiritual attacks. Not only the physical, spiritual. There it leads to discouragement. Seventhly, lack of faith in God. Situation can be more complex than that. Nevertheless, this can be a significant factor in the Bible. Many of us, even though we call ourselves as believers, believe in God and believe in God's word, sometimes it shows that we have lack of faith. The very classic example was about Simon Peter who walked on the water. Boldly with the faith, with the confidence when God, the Lord challenged him. Even he asked him, yes you come. He walked. Immediately he has fallen. We know the reason. So what was the reply from Jesus Christ, the comment? Why do you have less faith? 
So it is offered. So in that case, there are many causes, that may be many more. But let us, the our message today is, the remedy for discouragement or how to handle it. So some of the things, I put it here before we go to the point, something can be nurturer and, the, and the contribute to discouragement so much. Now for some good news, there are remedies that can be applied or cure, maybe too strong word, but it is possible, it, Ill, it will help for many people if you follow this simple factor or the uh, formulas. Number one, usually some people in this situation, usually where we go, when we compile all the seven points, some we go to the pastor or we go to the doctor. But the basic thing is, we ourselves can overcome or handle our discouragement when we are in this uh, situation. Number one, getting better organized. If you organize better, that will solve most of the problem and you will not lead into discouragement. For an example, whether it is concerns our time or our living space, this organization can produce confusion and stresses and ultimately discourage us from fulfilling our duties or tackling the work at hand. Why I put a long sentence? Yes, if you don't organize properly, even setting your house, new house, if you don't properly organize, definitely it will lead you. You may not be satisfied. So the better organization may be the answer. A practical way to defend against a discouragement is to create a realistic schedule of work to be done. Your time management, if you don't properly, realistically, you organize yourself, definitely whatever you do, you may not be satisfied with. It is, it is very, very common. In the office, you have so many works. Whatever you do, you feel like nothing is completed. You want to do this, do this, do that, and this, that, that. Even for the children, they may, when the exam comes, they go for one subject to the another subject. Oh, but at the last, at the end of the day, they will feel that they may not have completed any subject. So, dissatisfaction. It is not properly organized. If we properly organized in realistic, whether it is possible, how it is possible, definitely you will avoid the discouragement. One of the example in Luke 14, 28 to 30, Jesus mentioned it. For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost whether he has enough to finish it? Verse 29, lest 
after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish all who see it begin to mock him saying this man began to build and was not able to finish it one of the example jesus gave here to following christ the same thing spiritually applied for many children many people they don't emotionally they come and ultimately they will fail they will go back to the world so jesus quote this scripture this example follow how to follow jesus christ the same thing practically in our life when we want to do something you properly organize yourself and uh, you will be avoiding the discouragement in your life secondly the rest and exercise for our body and our mind these days again it is very 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 common and it is lacking and people are struggling for physical rest and exercise for body and our mind if health problem comes or can be at a root of discouragement as i said and they can we need to do our best to, to maintain our good health and if taxing factor can make us susceptible to such a moods we need to take time for refreshing and breaks one day so what i want to say here proper rest even i like and this proper rest and proper food for our body as well as our mind one day jesus said to his disciples mark chapter 6 verse 31 mark chapter 6 verse 31 what did he say come aside by yourself to a deserted place and rest a while for there there were many coming and going and they did not even have time to eat when the people crowded them from morning till evening they don't have a proper rest so jesus christ himself told his disciples come aside by yourselves to be to a deserted place and rest a while so it is scriptural most of us can endure crisis situation that require long hours and extra energy for a short time we all need a break even a minute vacation during a busy day can sometimes recharge our batteries another thing that is beneficial is laughter many people it is very difficult for see people laughing but what the bible says proverbs 17:22 proverbs 17:22 a merry heart does does good like medicine 
but a broken spirit dries the bones. What does it mean? A healthy heart, the joyful heart, that's good like medicine for everybody. But a broken spirit all the time worrying that dries the bones means make you sick. Worrying, fearing, discouraging, that itself lead you to sickness into your body and in your mind. So better spare time and laugh, have a chat time to laugh and all your burdens will be removed. Thirdly, nurturing or developing a positive attitude. What does it mean? Nurturing or developing a positive attitude. Resisting discouragement is not always easy. Partly, it involves a practical appreciation for our limitations, but we must seek to do what we can do and not suffering over what we cannot do. The more positive our attitude, the more we will be willing to try and try again even when we fail. And when we need to make a distinction between perfection and excellence, we can aim to do our best, that is the excellence. But if we insist on perfection, which is only possible for God, we will be discouraged every time. What I mean here? Yeah, it involves a practical appreciation of our work. Whatever you do, it you may not look into always the, the, the perfection. It is God who does it. But we can try for our excellence. There are limitations. Only this much you can do. Not beyond that. So we should have the positive attitude. Now that is another thing is element of having a positive attitude is to discipline our mind to focus on the Lord and not on our problems or to see our problems through God's eyes as we meditate on Him and His word. The words of the prophet Abagook reflects this outlook. He says in Abagook, the very common one, chapter 3, 17 to 19. Let me read it for you to confirm it. Ag Abagook, chapter 3, 17 to 19. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food. Though the flock may be cut off from the fold, 
and there be no herd in the stalls. 18. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Verse 19 he says, how it is possible? The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like these feet. And he will make me walk on my high hills. So disciplining the mind also a part of developing our positive attitude. That is a one of the way you can handle it. Fourthly, taking a long range view, not short terms. Taking a long range view. Discouragement tend to focus on the present, but there may be a great deal to be thankful and for the encouraged by the longer range. Isaiah said, He will not fail nor be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth. Isaiah 42.4 Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross? Hebrew 12.2 says, the suffering of Christ underwent during his time on earth were great, but what encouraged him was the end result up ahead. That is, the principle behind the very common promise what we always use. Romans 8.28 what, what is the principle behind it? We know that all things works together, all things works together for good to those who love God. Secondly, to those who are called according to His purpose. To those who love God and those who are called according to His purpose. Everybody quotes this. Everybody claims it. But how it is possible? Only when we are belongs love God and should be called by Him. The word of God exhorts. Let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Galatians 6, 9. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. That is the long-range view. We will not always looking for the short time. It takes a longer period for us. If we expect in short range, you will be discouraged. Fifth one. Recognizing God's power in our weakness. Recognizing God's power in our weakness. 
the first man adam's first sin in the garden of eden was a desire to be independent of god what is that you will be like god genesis 3:5 you will be like god that was the first sin and the temptation by which satan tempted our first parents the trials and difficulties that come our way are important reminders to us but we know the paul's paradoxical statement what did he say in second corinthians chapter 12 verse 10 it is very beautifully made it when i am weak then i am strong for this he rejoiced because the lord's work in and through him brought honor and glory not to himself but to god what a fantastic statement he made it and he said to me he says my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness therefore most gladly i will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of christ may rest upon me such a wonderful what made him to give such a wonderful statement that he understood the power of god in his weakness in the old testament the hunger experienced by the children of israel in the wilderness had a purpose it was to remind them why they when they were in the wilderness what happened to them it was to remind them how weak and helpless they were without car there was a problem for them to for the food when they had food in egypt when they were in the wilderness and they lack of food that's why all of them they cried they disappoint discourage they cry before moses god allowed it why to show them how weak and helpless they were without god so he humbled you allowed you to hunger and feed you with manna that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone but man lives by every word that is our god that proceeds from the mouth of the lord that is the john the baptist what he is saying he must increase i must decrease trust so trusting god in our weakness will become a witness to his greater glory i'll go a little fast sixthly a commitment to trust god a commitment to trust god with the prophet isaiah 122 we declare behold god is my salvation i will trust and not be afraid also with as paul says in philippians 1:6 being confident of this very thing 
that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Even the Lord Jesus reassured his disciples, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. John 14.1 We as a Christian should declare with a confidence that nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Our faith may be weak, but we commit ourselves to trusting God, the Spirit of God indwelling each believer will strengthen our souls to go on with more confident. Finally, seventhly, a consistent prayer life, it is most important. A commitment to trust God in the Lord. Seventhly, a consistent prayer life. There is a hymn as we sang, What a friend we have in Jesus. It reminds, have we trials and temptations? Is there troubles anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. The Bible frequently calls upon the people of God to bring their problems and concerns to him in prayer. That's what we read it in the beginning. Philippians chapter 4, 6 to 7. Be anxious for nothing but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Psalm 27.14 says. The Bible clearly says in Isaiah 40.28-31. I will read it for you. 40, 28 to 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not pain. Prayer is where to start. Hebrew 4, 15, 16. For we do not have high priests, as I said before, who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Verse 16, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Pray 
and pray and keep praying. So dear children of God, as we had a long time, and let me just summarize the points. How to handle discouragements? Discouragement, what is discouragement? And no one is exempted. There are many ways. And the situation may differ, but the conclusion will be we always face discouragements in our life. How we are handling matters it. Like how long we remain in that position. Number one, getting better organized, the timings, rest and exercise for body and mind. Third, nurturing or developing a positive attitude. Four, taking a long range view. Fifth, recognizing God's power in our weaknesses. Six, a commitment to trust in the Lord, not just commitment, uh, uh, trusting God, and we should, our trust should be committed. Seventhly, a consistent prayer life. Let's close our eyes. Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you for the wonderful time that you've given to us. Thank you for speaking to us. It is not our word, it is your word. And your word has the power, Lord, by which we live. Lord, we pray that each and every word what you have spoken will remain in our heart, that will encourage your children, those who are going through discouragement in their life. Father, you are the solution for each and every one of our problems. Lord, to the world, those who do not know you, Lord, they are, for them, the, the life on this earth, the present situation may be a big question. But for us, as your children, the one whom you have chosen, you named, you called, you accepted, we, as your children, for us, we have a confidence in you. We believe in your word. Father, so far, as you brought us in this land, since you brought us to this land, you have a plan and purpose concerning our life. Our stay in this land is only by you. Father, whatever you plan to do in our life, through our life, in this land or elsewhere, let everything be done perfectly by you, O Father. Lord, no one can take us or move us or put their hands upon us until, unless you allow them to do it. Father, if it is, it is you who always promised to us. You will never leave and you will, know, you will never forsake us. You are a faithful God. You are the compassionate God. You said that. Do not worry about what you eat. 
what you wear and lord this is for the worldly people we are more than or better than the flowers of the sky and also the flowers of the sky and the flowers of the lilies of the valley father it is you who clothes us it is you who feeds us even you can use ravens to feed us father we will not lack nothing father even in this time we pray for your children those who are physically sick let your hand be rest upon them even we remember our sister or father let the hand which was wounded before 2000 years ago embrace her touch her and heal her your word says you will send forth your word and heal the sick and your word never return a void father let your word as its purpose in their lives of father father set them free from all kinds of sicknesses physically and mentally father we also thank you for your children those who are celebrating their birthdays and the anniversaries this week and the coming days lord bless them with many more blessed years of father let the coming years lord be be more blessed than the previous years of father once again we thank you for each and every one of us thank you for the privilege that you given us we also pray and we are it is our desire that we will come to your sanctuary as your children lord to worship you we are longing for it open the way for it oh father so that we will rejoicingly coming together physically and worship you with the truth and spirit thank you once again for accepting our prayers in jesus highly exalted name we offer this prayer amen amen let us share the grace together may the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god the fellowship of the holy spirit be with us now and forevermore amen surely god's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life we shall dwell in the house of the lord forever and ever let the god children say amen amen god bless you have a blessed day